0: recording in progress uh what's up School tv family um, i have a special guest for you guys today his name is duduzani zuma i hope i didn't botch his name
1: now you got that spot on sir <laughs>
0: he's the son he's the son of the former president of south africa uh some may say he's a very controversial figure not just his father but he himself but he's here to clear a lot of these things up. Duduzani, how, how are you, sir?
1: All right, then you, Curtis. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm how, are you, how, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, I'm, I've been trying to to build a, a connection between uh, blacks in the West and the African continent. If you look at my team, you will see I have a Nigerian, a Ugandan and a South African working with me. I think it's important because I think we can develop a symbiotic relationship between the two continents, just around our com- our, our blackness, so to speak. But I, I have to ask you a few things, right? Um, South Africa, in the beginning, well, at least during the apartheid regime, the ANC, got in power with Melt- Nelson Mandela with a lot of help from the West. Was the West an ally then? And is the West still an ally today?
1: Right, so my my simple view on that is the West always plays an important role, critical role on uh, in global society and, and, and global politics. Um, there's no denying. Uh, if you look at where South Africa was at the time, and you look at the time preceding um, the, the end of apartheid, um, you know the, the the liberation that we had uh, under the ANC and, and others that fought for our freedoms. You'll find that there were different role players, um, mainly in the East um, African countries. Um, you'd find in in Eastern Europe as well. It was a very it was a very tricky time because if you look at a lot of a lot of the, the crimes that were happening at that time. Um, a lot of people turned a blind eye to, and when I'm saying a lot of people, I'm talking about people in positions of power that existed at that time uh, globally. But, you know, with, with with all things being fair and equal at, at that time when it was crunch time, most definitely the U.S. did play an important role. And I think they still do play an important role in, in global politics today.
0: Now, having said that, South Africa being a, an autonomous country, a sovereign nation, South Africa has the right (laughs) to do business with who they see fit? Is that your position?
1: 100%, that is definitely my position.
0: Okay, understood. Does that mean that if South Africa does business with other countries, that they're taking sides in struggles that have nothing to do with South Africa? It
1: ordinarily should not mean that, uh, Curtis. I think, simply put, we, should have um, as per our freedoms and as per our um, autonomous our autonomous decision making capability, we should be able to to, to partner with, deal with, um, um, or coexist with whoever we feel um, we are prepared to do um, our, our our business with. Um, even politically, I mean, if it makes sense for South Africa, that's something that uh, we have the right to do and uh, to make that that decision according to how we see fit. I think it's it's unfair and it's unfortunate that. Uh, not just South Africa. I think a few other countries in the world would be looked at um, in a negative, um, in a negative light when it comes to us making decisions on what is best for us. So at this at this point, I think it, it's it's something that um, we should deliberately do, and we should overtly and aggressively do, and 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 point out and say, you know, ladies and gentlemen in the global community, this is who we are. This is what we're about. This is what will better our our future um, and 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 the generations coming after us. And we should be given the freedoms and the space to do what we believe is right for our people.
0: Mm. In in 1994, the ANC took power in your first free elections. Nelson Mandela became the first president um, in the post-apartheid era. The ANC seized power. And has every president since Mandela been a member of the ANC?
1: Curtis, that is correct. Um, I think if we, we track back, um we had President Mandela, then we had um President Um Thabo Mbeki, who who came after him. Um he had his 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 um, administration that um he you know he pushed the limits to the point that he could. Um after that we had um uh, President Jacob Zuma who did what he needed to do at that at his time and in that place in our history. And then um, right now we have President Cyril Ramaphosa, who's um, he's incumbent, and he's he's doing he's doing the needful. Um, so every president has come from um, what we call the ruling party here in, in South Africa, which is the African National Congress.
0: Is that is that is that good for the people? Because it, it looks from the outside like a one party system. If it's just everyone. <laughs> from the ANC, although there seems to be a lot of internal fighting within the ANC that doesn't make it look like one party. So <laughs> how, how does this benefit the, the people of the country?
1: I think if, if I can split that up, uh, firstly, the ANC um, has, has enjoyed um, um, the majority rule um, when it comes to um, the electorate from 1994 up until pretty much now. Um, there are there are um, a few other opposition parties that um, have tried to to hold um, the ANC as a party and, and um, the head of government um, to account when it comes to their dealings and just governance in in, in general. Is it always a good idea having a one party state? Of course not. We're in a democracy. Um, people have have the right to 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 get in where they fit in, um, wherever, wherever they feel represents them. Um, they'll give them that opportunity to do so. Up until now, and almost—I mean, next year will be 30 years into our democracy. The ANC has enjoyed um, this um, this power, if I may say so. Um, when it comes to internal strife and and the factionalism that you you may be alluding to, I think that's been one of the biggest downfalls for the ANC um, as as a party. that just shows that um, down the line, people have um, differing views, and and people will start. We'll start doing things, um, even though it may be uh, at the detriment of the party from, um, the, from the inside. And you'll, you'll, you'll see, you I mean, there's a lot of examples of, of, of people within the party, um, leaders, government leaders uh, working with opposition parties um, to derail the efforts of, of the ruling party. But as we stand 30 years later, I think um, we, we're in for something new. I think the time has changed. The playing field is definitely um, open for, for, for new entrants. And that's what makes it quite interesting.
0: Is the belief on the ground in democracy as strong today as it was 30 years ago?
1: In my view, no. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, the reason why the democracy, and I'm speaking from a South African perspective, and you know, I welcome anyone to to try and and and, and, and challenge me and then <laughs> take me to task on it, is democracy is based on majority rule. Um, and if you look at at um, the way that the election trends or the voting trends have, have um, been occurring over the past few elections, um, especially over the past, let's call it two elections. So let's call it in a, in a 10-year cycle. The people that are registered to vote, um, the people that are supposed to turn out to the polls are not doing so. So the biggest story is um, the abstaining of voters and people refusing to to register to vote. So the the, the dissent Franchising of people, um, the, the disappointment, um, that the people feel in people that are representing them, I think is not truly, truly reflective of, of what our democracy should be purely because the numbers that should be out there showcasing, um, um, that, that very democracy are staying away. And I, I think that, that fudges the numbers a bit. So you'll find there's certain victories, if I may say, say so. And, um, on, and, on the, on the polar opposite end equally, um, certain losses that, that, um, people within the political space would be injuring, and it is not truly reflective of of our society.
0: Uh, It's it's remarkable because I see similarities in South Africa and the Black community in America. We have the same issues as far as voting and turnouts. There's a lot of voter apathy here in the Black community, and it's because we tend to vote for Black officials who said they talk Black, but what they do is not Black. And deep down inside, the people, they just don't believe any, it's gonna make a difference. And it sounds like that's what's happening in in South Africa. And if that is the case, can we blame the elected officials for that, for not delivering to the people?
1: Yes, on, on, on that score, I, I don't believe we, sh- we should ever have uh, or give space to elected officials to not deliver, uh, regardless of which political party or formation they're from, and regardless of what the issues leading up to to them being elected into those positions. Um, failure by you know, elected officials is is is, is downright unacceptable, um, regardless of of the, of the precursor to 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 them being there. I think what we have, which is quite um, interesting in, in South Africa, and, and I think, and I fully agree with you, Curtis, that there are definitely some some similarities, is that people will, during campaign season or part, uh, as part of of, of their um, rhetoric, that they'll they'll will spill, um, they'll say a whole host of of things or statements or make statements that are, are not entirely true, and especially when it comes to promising people. Um, delivery, service delivery, or whatever it is that that people feel that uh, the benefit that they'll be deriving from from the people that are put into, um, so excuse me for that, uh, for people that are put into those positions, um, they completely miss the point, and that that point being missed is is one of. Yes, one, accountability, um, but more importantly, uh, people using the voting class as 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 um, a springboard into positions of power. So they understand um, majority of the voters in South Africa would be um, people that may live below the poverty line, um, uh, people that are in the rural areas. So, you know, they're, they're a whole lot uh, more easier to, you know, pull. It's, it's much easier to pull the wool over their eyes and, and not have to account to them because, once the election is done, you know, you don't have, you know, they don't service those communities, they don't travel to those communities. And it's just that cycle where they 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 stay outside of that circle of, of, of accountability. Um it's unfortunate. Uh, and then the second thing is um you have big corporate service in our country, of a financial system, um, you have people that have interests that have to be protected. That may not be purely service delivery, service delivery and and um politically aligned. But economically aligned. And you'll find that when it comes to, um, reforms, whether it be economic, social, whatever, um, reforms that, you know, on the cards that people say they'll do, um, free, free education and, and many other issues, um, or access to free education, and many other issues, people don't do because the scarecrow comes out and that scarecrow being, look, if you guys do this, then your economy is in a tank. You know, this is the reaction that'll, um, uh, direct cause um that that, that um, will happen um, in relation to your um, economy failing um your, your your exchange rate your 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 currency depreciating whatever whatever the reasons and people really get um, they get scared so you'll find um, most times people are afraid to make the right decisions or to make decisions at all um right or wrong because they're afraid of of having that spotlight shone
0: on them it sounds like to me what you're saying is Governance is far more complicated than the average lay than the average layperson can can imagine. And do you think sometimes, not just in South Africa but everywhere, <laughs> people expect politicians to be miracle workers? And there's only so much a politician can do.
1: Uh, that's <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Um, I do feel that um, a lot of a lot of people in in, in these positions are, are limited, um, whether it be by their experiences or understanding, but then also by um, the the parameters that they they, they find themso- well they find themselves within that they have to operate. So you'll find um, within governance you look at at that um, at, at laws or acts um, um, that that we you know people are expected to operate within, they, they seem to shy away from, from making those decisions. Uh, and on the other hand, um, the red tape um, keeps them away from, from, from making certain decisions. And, you know, either or is not, is not an ideal situation for a, a, a politician or someone with, within, who finds themselves in the seat of, of power um, to, to effect their duties.
0: I, I looked at some of your unemployment rates and in some demographics i don't know if this is exaggerated but they're claiming almost 40% within young people unemployment is that close to the truth
1: that's close to the truth that's correct that is close to the truth let's see let's 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 average it up, let's call it 40% what
0: what can be done about that what can government do to correct that and what can the people do to correct that <laughs>
1: You know, I think it's it's a triumvirate um, solution that needs to come to play, that triumvirate being your, um, let's call it, well, stakeholders, let me rather say that, your government, um, your society, so the, the, the populace um, on, on its own, as well as the as private sector. Because what's happening now is there's a, a, I won't even call it a love-hate relationship. It seems just to be a hate relationship between government and, and private sector. And a complete, complete um, mistrust for 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 each other, and who takes the lead in society, who's the one that um, creates um, the the opportunities or the areas of opportunity for for people to benefit from, um, you know, and who takes the credit for it. So I think that there needs to be an open and honest, um, not just conversation. I and mean, the one thing that we we find ourselves doing a bit too much in in South Africa, and I find in Africa generally, is everything is like a conversation, everything is dialogue. As important as it is. We need to get to action, and I think that's that's what's failing is getting to points to the point where we start um, um, uh, being pragmatic about about these issues because we all know what the issues are. So I find that um, you have a society that really doesn't understand what's happening, and that's, I'm, I'm I'm speaking about people that may not get the memo. Um, those people being the rank and file, um, the poorest of the poor, who do not understand complex issues like. Um, you know the person that has had the opportunity to have some sort of understanding of the issues because of experience, exposure, education, whatever it is. So they don't get it, and you know, our, our 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 people are preyed on by politicians who will who will you know feed them with with a, a whole bunch of rubbish. To be honest, um, and then they take that information as gospel, and we find ourselves in a, in a situation where these these problems perpetuate because. People don't understand the the, the realities. Government um, needs to do more in 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 giving people the right information, and giving people information that's that's relevant to them. I think there's a lot of um, a lot of complicated information that's that's put out in the, in the atmosphere by government, and people, you know, they try and go through it, they don't understand it. So I think a simplified message, where people can understand, um, there's certain things that need to be done. And this is how it, it it'll be done. And then finally, with 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 private sector, um, as much as their important role, um, they they definitely need to to find their space. And then that space would would have to to rally behind, um, you know, the the the, the actual laws um, as per um, and then the parameters, and, and how the playing field is set up as per government. And you will find a lot of the the private sector um, participants will always try and second guess government, which at some times is is correct, because government may not understand um the issues of 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 the economic space, but in most times it's just a positioning issue. So these struggles I think will also is, is what adds to 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 the economic strife we have in in our country. And um pragmatism has gone out the window. I think we're too we're too hell bent on 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 sounding right and and all the information looking hundred percent correct and we're not doing the simple things, and we're not perfecting doing the simple things.
0: I like a lot of what you said, and I agree with it. A simplified message so the people could understand their responsibility in the process, right? They they need to be educated so there could be some real synergy between the ground level and the elected officials to get things done. Similarly to America, protests has played a big part in establishing the identity of the people. And protest is useful, <laughs> but you have to be able to do more than protest because once you're given the absolutely, range, now you have to know how to execute. So we we kind of, and that's why I compare America to South Africa. I see both sides where the black people, are, uh, they've become proficient in protest. But then after they succeed <laughs> with the protest, now, it's when it's time to do the actual.
1: What work, next? Yeah,
0: it's like what's what next? I I yeah. get it. I'm watching from afar, and I'm saying I've seen this movie before. You know what I mean? And uh, I think, I think that yeah. education is is very necessary, but also there's some very real things that must be addressed. I saw where eighty percent of the population, the black population. Only owns four percent of the farmland, the arable land. How how can you fix this? Is is redistribution of land a real thing that can happen?
1: Right. So the redistribution. My apologies for that again. Um uh, the the redistribution of land is is a hot topic. Um and it's this one that in South Africa at least, and as one that is, is, is getting increasingly uh, dangerous. Um, and the reason for that is, once again, the messaging is, you know, there's certain people that have your land and as per property, historically it's yours, so you have the right to go claim it um, by any means. And, you know, that, that's it's, it's a, a dangerous precedent because we've seen in certain um, parts of the country where there's uh, people occupying um, spaces of land, um, you know, it may be um, vacant land, but they're occupying. But now they're starting to look at private land because it's a very difficult um, conversation to have with people when they're driving to their places of, of work or wherever it is that they're going, and they're driving past these wonderful lavish pieces of, of land, whether it be farms, farmhouses, golf estates, um, security states and they're like, "Oh, this is we've been told this is ours," <laughs> you know? Um, uh, why are we, you know, why are these high walls and uh, electric fences keeping us out? Uh, so. That conversation is a very important conversation. Um, and I think we need to, 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 to trade carefully around it because as much as there's a history to, to where we're at today, and as much as it's, it's politically based, um, South Africa fits into a global, um, world, a global economy that, um, that looks at these matters, um, with, 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 with uh, quite, and guards these matters quite jealously. Because if you look at the function of, of, of land, I mean, the land is, 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 is uh, as, as per the, 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 the doctrine of uh, economics. It's, it's a resource, you know, especially if it's arable land. So the figures that you're given are correct. They are people that are upset, um, that they, they find themselves in, in, the cold when it comes to, to access or ownership. Um, there's political um, talks. There's, there's languages that's, that's popped up, um, uh, in jargon, um, uh, political jargon, around these, these matters. And the way I view it is, uh, so I was just giving you the background, and, and the way I view it is it cannot be done recklessly because now you have the person that's a landowner that's saying, okay, you want to come get my piece of land? Let's see what happens when this, um, whatever. Any acre piece of land that was once a citrus farm is is raised to the ground. Um, the, the tractors and all the, the, the resources that, ex- that have existed here, we you know we'll burn it down and you guys are going to claim nothing you know that's the one and then this is a fact this is the, the 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 language that has been used on the one side from certain people on the properties and on the other hand there's people saying look we're coming to take and if you're there we're going to we're going to deal with you whatever dealing with you means so you know it's it's a very it's a very tricky situation and we need to to trade carefully around but i do believe once again um as much as there are differences on on, on either side because it all boils down to history. How long ago was this land dispossessed from the natives? Um, you've got settlers that are benefiting from this land. Um, what are we as natives going to do? Are we ready to to occupy this land? Are we ready to work this land? Um, you know, I always say to people, as, as much as I enjoy being um, uh, kayaking on an open river and there's um, game running around and it's, you know, wonderful farms, if you ask me to run a farm, you um, I know nothing <laughs> about crop farming or, or, or cattle farming. Um, as a matter of fact, that's not my interest as much as it's an important um, cog in the wheel in society for food security and then whatever else. It's, it's not what I do. Um, our, our, our people are ready to to, 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 to take possession of, of of these pieces, of key pieces of resource and, and, and work them. I think we need to get to a point where on either end of, of the discussion, people pull together then there needs to be a process where it is meaningful. Um, I mean, maybe a bit slower than expected, but it is practical to say, okay, guys, this is us who are landowners on the one side. On the other end, this is us who are people that are claiming this land. How do we get to a point where we can symbiotically benefit from this process? This is the amount of land. This is, this is the, 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 the processes this is how we, 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 we run this farm. This is how we, we crop farm. Whatever is happening, uh, even if it's from a development perspective, real estate, this is how we we develop this this piece of land. Because the truth is, majority of our people, if given a piece of land, will not be able to run it on an industrial scale. And this is what the issue
0: is. Uh, yeah, it brings to mind uh, Robert Mugabe in Zimbabwe, and... What he did with the land and then nothing happened out of it. You know, yeah. I, I think just as an outsider, and of course I, I don't live in South Africa. I've never been to South Africa.
1: Anymore. Oh, then you uh, coming you 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 are coming I through know. very soon, sir. I <laughs> you have so. to I think so. Yeah, you must, you must, <laughs> Curtis. You so. must. Beautiful place. Yeah. But but I, I
0: think that the, the white minority which uh which own the majority of the land, they have to understand that they cannot leave 80% of the people with 4% of the land. And I think the black majority has to understand that if they use violence, they're gonna invite the rest of the world into the country to, to, to occupy it and ensure that the order that is there remains. So it's 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 a delicate balance that has to be done, but I'm thinking if I'm white and I'm sensible, just for the not even for the moral uh, uh, part of it, just just self self preservation. You know that this system cannot stay the way it is.
1: Yeah, forever. it's unsustainable. Yeah,
0: so, so you have to be reasonable and work out some kind of compromise, and I think that's on both sides. And I would, I would really like to see that happen because I know, I, I hear Julius Malema and the things that he's saying and all that. And, you know, it sounds good. I don't know if he intends, if he really means the stuff that he says, but it, if anyone acts on that, I'm very certain United Nations troops, everything would be in South Africa before you bat an eye if they feel yeah. that the, the minority are getting slaughtered in that country, you know?
1: So right. that's it's definitely not gonna, the way to go, yeah.
0: Yes, not yeah, the way, to,
1: not go. The way fully, to go, I fully fully agree. Definitely not the way to go, fully agree. It's a, it's a touchy subject, it's a delicate subject, but I think it's one that we can work around where it's definitely mutual, mutually beneficial. And yes. it's, 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 a, it's a learning process for everybody, learning process for everybody.
0: And, and I hope I didn't piss anybody off by saying that who thinks the other way, you know? But I, I wanna do no. the best for you guys, you know? No. Curtis
1: there's, there's no way we can we can we can we can upset people. Um, I think what you're saying is is factual what you're saying is realistic and this is what our people need to understand not everything is um, um, uh, a violent approach or um, a confrontational approach. Um, yes we all we've all faces and we continue to face these sorts of issues when it comes to land and other things but we cannot we cannot burn everything down. And expect to get a result. It's you know, it's going to take us. We've seen it in other places in the world. It's going to take us fifty years back. Um, it's definitely not the way to go. So I'm not you know, I'm not I'm not afraid to say it. I, I, I stand on it. Um, it's definitely not the way to go. Um, as much as, as as we find ourselves in a situation where um, it's a bit it's, it's it's a bit dicey for for the the majority um, impoverished people. Um, the minority in our country also they need to come to the party and i know there are few people that are willing to do so it's those terms that we we need to get to and we need to get to um rather quickly
0: yes indeed so now moving right along in 2008 was it that your father became the president of south africa 2009
1: in fact 2009. 2009. it was around that time yeah, yeah
0: 2009 yeah and um <laughs> and he was he was president for 9 years but he 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 was forced to resign uh amid allegations of corruption and 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 other things tied to the Gupta family what what were those allegations and was it a political witch hunt is it just political persecution what's really going on with that
1: right uh, so i think when it comes to my father this there's a history that he's enjoyed you know, within the political space so his detractors um, his enemies people that did not want to see um, uh, the ANC win at that time you know, I don't like personalizing it because I don't want to make it about him because there's a bunch of other people a whole host of other people that have, have played um, an immense role in getting South Africa to, to, to where it's at uh, within the ANC and from from the outside, um, he's had these persecutions long before um, he became um, the president of the country. You track it back; he's been fighting since day one. Um, and it just happened that um, when when he, he he had to resign, it was um, you know to the tail end of his his um, political career from from a government perspective. I do believe that there was um, a lot of a lot of um, undue pressure. Um, there was definitely. Um, uh, a witch hunt um, towards um, him, his character um, you know they've been assassinating his character for a long time. Has he made mistakes? Of course he's made mistakes. Um, he's human like like you and I. Um, but when it comes to the allegations that he that, that he'd faced, um, there's been a whole host and getting to to, to that point, he, he tried to deal to the best he could um, with, with these allegations. But uh, you know, I've, I've I've spoken about this point many times. Um, you know, I'm not his mouthpiece. I'm not a spokesperson. I'm not a family spokesperson. You know, he'd be best placed to 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 give his version of events and and how he feels about it. Um, you know, I can only speak about what I know, what is relevant to to me, and you know, for my 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 comment on 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 what had happened to to him and how his 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 presidency, presidency uh, excuse me um, um, ended. Is yeah, I do believe that um, he he got the unfair treatment. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that I do believe, yeah. Okay,
0: that that's fair enough. I would like to interview him at, at some point too, but just pertaining to you, you as well have been tied to the Gupta family. So can you elaborate on that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah.
1: So I've uh, my my business career has pretty much. Um, for the most part of my my adult life being sorry, adult life being tied up to 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 the Gupta family. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's no secret. It's it's out there in the public domain. Um, business partnerships, and you know, that's who I, that's 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 the team I grew my business um, ventures with. Um, you know, I learned a lot on that journey. Um, I got exposed in that journey to 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 some wonderful um teachings um and, and and exposure not just in South Africa but but globally and it's it's it's, it's a journey that I'm thankful for um uh, when it comes to the allegation part I and mean, there've been uh, numerous allegations um towards them towards myself um and towards us as, as a collective unit then I, I always say to people look I'm here it's 2023 um these allegations have been out in 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 in, in in the public domain for the better part of the last 10, 12 years, but more intensely in the past, let's call it eight years. And from my side, and once again, I can only speak for uh, for, for myself, delegations have been um, influenced within government and and, and, and um, obtaining government contracts. I've said this many times before, and I'll say it to you again, Curtis, I've not been involved in any government um, business, um, any government contracts. I've challenged... Um, the different systems. Um, I've been pulled in front of um, um, public commissions of inquiry where I've been questioned about my my conduct and I've responded to them. Um, I've been brought before different courts, which have appeared before, um, to a point where um, uh, these cases were dropped, um, some were withdrawn, and we're at a point now where there's certain cases. So in the cycle of our judicial system from that point to where we are now, Certain cases that have matured, and we have a few that are in the system now. And some of those cases are are falling by the wayside at the level of trial. So, the point I'm trying to make is um, I stand by my convictions. Um, I I deny and I've categorically denied any of these allegations. As I stand here today, I've been a private businessman. Um, Yes, I did work with um, um, the the Gupta family, um, and I did my, 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 my business, and it was all above board. And that's why I can, start, I can sit here and have these conversations with you or anyone else and not be afraid to say so. Um, I have faced the so-called music, and it's been on mute, man. There's been no music because there's nothing there's nothing to talk about.
0: You know, um, in America, the presidential campaigns, president, the, the candidates, the lead candidates raise over a billion dollars to get a job that pays 400,000, right? The average person doesn't understand the relationship between business and government. That is a crucial relationship. Government can decide, not can, does decide the, the range of success in a business through legislation. We're not talking about bribes here. Yeah. No, but you 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 want you want relationships with elected officials at least that's how it works in America I'm assuming it's similar around the world right what is anything wrong with that if it works to the benefit of the people that's the question what what is wrong with that if it does what the people need done yeah
1: nothing wrong um in 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 my opinion. There's definitely nothing wrong with um, relationships between private individuals, um, government officials, and obviously it being above board, um, obviously um, the system not being abused to benefit either person or either individual um, in, 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 in that relationship, if I may say that. Um, to a point where I've, I've even said, uh, Curtis, that if you are a business person and you're trying to reach the highest heights of your business endeavors, uh, there is no way that you can ignore government. Like you said, legislature, um, laws, um, even if you are not directly um, um, involved in in, in, in whatever industry, uh, trying to speak to government officials, whether it be in the telecom space, um, security, mining, um, te- uh, technology, agriculture. At some point, when you are sifting through your paperwork and you're trying to get things done, you will have to, Touch base with a government official who's going to register your um, your, your, your opportunity. Who's going to um, register your company? There's no, there's no, there's no way around it. And that's why I've, I've, I've always said, unfortunately, for for some of us, because I have had to jump through numerous hoops. Um, you know, double, if not triple, the amount of hoops that the, the average person had to jump because of my PEP status, uh, my um, politically exposed person status, which I found um, unfair. But I jumped through those hoops. And you know, there's a lot of people that have had to do that, not just in South Africa, but globally. I mean, as as the world turns, um, those laws are getting a whole lot more um they're tightening up. I mean, we see this all, all over the world. And it, it reminds me about um this the, the book the, that that I wrote. Sorry, that I that I read, not that I wrote, that I read. <laughs> uh, just to make that clear before people start saying things. Um by it was authored by a general named um uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Apologies to him. Uh, Moises um, Thaim, T-H-A-I-M. It's called The End of Power. And it speaks about exactly um, what we are deliberating on. And The End of Power talking about um, people in positions of power and their power dwindling down over the different generations based on their predecessors, um, activities, um, allegations, whether it be Corruption, uh, sexual, and others, and, and how the the the, the so called power pounds mm-hmm. the pound seat um, is no more as absolute as it used to be. Um, and I think it's 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 quite relevant to to where we are at today. Um, speaking about our relationships, um, the people that we may be seen to be um, partnering up with, um, JVing with uh, from the private sector, trying to get involved in the, in the government space, wherever in the world. I think it's 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 an unfortunate situation because um there are people that are definitely abusing the system don't get me wrong um but I think um, that's what the laws are in place for that's what um oversight is it um oversight bodies um individuals that 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 um oversee all these issues and and scrutinize these relationships um but the short the short answer is I, I, I don't see anything wrong with with any um any relationship between private individuals and government officials, everything being above board, of course.
0: Do you think the Gupta's <clears throat> fueled some of the um suspicion by leaving the country after your father resigned?
1: You'll have to ask them that. Hopefully you can get them on your show uh, uh I'll speak for myself and I'll tell you why um I left the country because I, I lived I was actually living in in Dubai um, for for quite a few years is because the situation in South Africa became just a bit too um, a bit too difficult for me to 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 operate in. Not because of, of anything else, uh, purely because my accounts were were closed down. This is in um, late 2015, so economically I could not exist. My 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 right to exist economically as per my. Freedoms and my constitutional rights were taken away from me, and as a matter of fact, in 2023, and they still <laughs> haven't been given back to me, um, unfortunately. So I had to, to to leave the country purely from a survival perspective to go find, and to you know for for my family and myself, and um, that's the reason that I left the country, and I'm happy to be back with no accounts, um, thankfully to. Um, people that love me, <laughs> I managed to have a meal, <laughs> three hot meals a day. Um, but it's it's unfortunate, and it just it just goes to show that um, as much as I may have been, I may have, and I, and I did um, um, cooperate with 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 the 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 legal system. I still have have um, a few loopholes that need to be tied. and no one is explaining to me because people owe me answers. They've asked me the questions, I've given them the answers, and they found that there's nothing. You know, people owe me answers, and and, 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 and hopefully one day they'll, 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 they'll man up and say, you know what, we got it wrong. Um, and, you know, we'll take it from there.
0: When your father turned himself in on July 8, 2021, <clears throat> there, were, there were widespread riots. Um, hundreds, some say thousands arrested over 70 people murdered um, there were there were allegations that it was also racially motivated and and it was framed in a way like the Indian community in South Africa were being targeted. is there any truth to that?
1: right so just to um, put it into context, Majority of the unfortunate unrest that happened um, during that period of time was um, in a coastal city, which is one of the, the metropolitan cities in our country called, well, named Durban. Um, and Durban is known as a place as uh, that just just over 150 years ago that um, the indentured laborers from India came to settle. Um, so you'll find a huge population of, of 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 Indian people that exist. You'll find them in the Durban Durban area in the province of KwaZulu Natal, uh, which is a province my father and, and my family are from. So I just wanted to put that into context when it comes to the Indian um, dynamic and the question that you raised, and then how everything you know, eventually boiled down to to to, to the situation became uh, becoming what it was on the ground at that time. Is if you look at the way our cities are built, they built on um, on a history that has is, is existed, and that history being a history of um, segregation, racial segregation. Um, so, if you look at um, in the US, you know it as projects, in South Africa we will we'll call them townships. You know, in in, in Brazil, it would be favelas. Um, so, the way that these townships were were set up is outside of the um, inner ring of the city we'd find the suburbs and then towards the outskirts so the 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 the, the portion between suburb and rural area <coughs> excuse me you'll find townships in those townships would be occupied by black people um uh, as a grouping and not to mix with any other race Indian people as a grouping not to mix with any other race and then what is called colored um, colored people which is uh, for lack of a better term multi-generational mixed race so it's not black people and South Africa. colored people actually um, um, their own racial denomination and what happened is with all the the strife that happened during um, that period of, of the unrest you found that a lot of the people who started um, looting and then started um, attacking um, the different um, stores where there were food items initially then it became everything else furniture electronics and 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 the decision that was taken at that point and I always and I've said this in in, in various interviews um, the decisions taken by those people were more of decisions based on the issues that had to do with their stomachs than it was um the former president Jacob Zuma being locked up that's my view um, were people um, sentimental and sensitive and sympathetic to his cause 100% but is that what made the majority of the people um, turn and 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 and, and start um, uh, looting and 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 uh, vandalizing definitely not this was their own decisions based on their level of poverty um, their lack of opportunities we just come from a, a covid year 2021 20, 22 um, well, early 2022. So those issues all culminated in in, in in at this point, and and I think a lot of people um, do not want to admit it, but it was it was societal issues that drove people to do that, as opposed to you know um, not trying to take anything away from the big homie dad, but uh, more than <laughs> love for him. No, no, that's 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 my view. So when it comes to those different racial denominations being grouped against each other, you will find that. Um, when it comes to so, this is what the setup was in apartheid. It was um, in in the hierarchy of, of of importance. It was white, then it would be um, Indian, coloured, then black. Right? From my understanding, and you'll find that there's always been issues of the relationship between black and indian people especially historically i mean this dates back to um even pre-apartheid times in 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 KwaZulu natal and in Durban. um it's always existed it's nothing new and i think at this point it just spilled over because of the issues and you find that it was the black people that are oh, they have nots and they they felt that the indian people um, you know they own all the stores um they've got all the um, uh, retail stores, they've got all the access to whatever amenities that they have, and they felt, you know what, it's there. We have nothing. Um, let's go and take. So it became a process of, of um, and I always, I always term this. It started off as a, as a protest, phase one protest, which turned into um, phase two, an adventure, because uh, now there's people like, hey, we got nothing better to do. We've just come from this heavy lockdown. Um, let's go see what's happening out there. This is this is action for us. So that's why you'll find there a lot of um, women and children um, active in these protests as well. Um, and then finally, it went from um, the adventure because now people went to get food and other items, and the people that were protecting or um, being seen to protect their space, um, and then some people, rightfully so, um, you know, they were afraid of of of, of, of the. Of of um, mass action or the uh, you know people just descending on their spaces and some took it a bit too far and um, started opening fire with live rounds and you know a lot of people got killed. It went from adventure to retribution because like okay we just came to get food uh, to get food to feed our families. You guys are taking out our people. Um, we're coming back um, to seek revenge and that's what happened in specific uh, relation to 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 the to the point that you raised. Um, so unfortunately, it started off as, as as one thing, and it turned out um, and degenerated to to what it became. Um, and I'm glad we passed it, and, and I hope that we we never have to revisit it. Um, but at the rate at which we're going, and I've said this, and I came under scrutiny once again, um, if we do not resolve our issues of poverty in this country, that will be happening more often than not, and it's just going to get a whole lot more intensive, uh, intense, sorry, and it's going to get a whole, uh, it's going to get widespread. Um, it was only subject to, I'll call it, two or three parts, two or three major parts of, of of the country.
0: Now, I have to preface what I'm about to say with, I absolutely have nothing against Indians or anyone else.
1: Uh-oh.
0: However, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> However the colonial system that has subjugated black people throughout the world, is very adept at creating buffer classes and what you described in your your hierarchy in south africa is exactly that white indian colored and and black at the bottom everyone is aware of their, their where they stand in the pecking order sure. and the perks that come with it and and not to say that it's justified but they know that the people on the bottom are there by design. It's not because they're stupid. It's not because of a lot of things that people like to say. There's a structural system there to ensure that this group of people are the designated bottom. So if you receive the rewards of a system that unfairly holds people down, and maybe in a lot of cases unfairly reward you, then you're kind of contributing to that system, are you not? Most definitely are, yeah. All all over the world, in Guyana, in Suriname, in the Caribbean, there's a similar structure with Indians and Blacks, and they do well. And the only thing I would say to my Indian brothers is realize that you're benefiting from a system that's rewarding you at the expense of your black countrymen. That is all. And, and and try to be fair with it. You know, Idi Amin did something drastic in the 70s. He expelled all of the Indians from Uganda. And again, it goes back to the violence with taking land. I think everybody can eat, but they have to understand everyone has to eat. Is that fair?
1: That is absolutely fair. And I think one... One other point when it comes to, to, to our black people is we need to step our game up. Um, oh, definitely. They, yeah, we need to step our game up because we, we can't always be the victim of an As much as the system is stacked up against us, we know this. Um, in South Africa, it's no different. That's why they always speak about the legacy of apartheid. I mean, if you just look at the way our our town planning happened um, and and the results of of, of, of the looting and, and how it became so volatile, with, um, you know, na- um, neighboring um, racial interests. Um, these are issues that, that that are that are real, but it's not. It's, it's it can't be something that we keep looking to and blaming every time. Are we in this situation because of the white man? In this situation because of the Indian man? Um, there are some of our people that are pulling us back as as black people, um, and and we need to we need to understand that you know as as much as you know it's a different situation in South Africa as it is in, in the U.S. Black people are the majority in this country. But they, I mean, you mentioned some of the stats. I mean, not just on land, but if you look at the the the, the way that the economy is, is is sliced up, it's very similar to those to those figures. The ownership of of the economic space in South Africa is very similar. And you know, what are we doing as 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 as, as black people to just to stake our our, our claim in, in, in society? What are we doing as black people to 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 make ourselves relevant and to make ourselves um, you know, unignorable in the space. I mean, we are in 2023. We can't be speaking about issues that happened um, in, in in history. That should be a history lesson. It can't be a political tool, though it can't be a, a rallying point. It can't be a clarion call. You know, uh, we need we need to step our game up. And I think that is that is something that we 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 are long overdue globally. You know, no, that's that's just my view.
0: In, in all fairness to everyone, I think that um, black people the world over have to understand yes we've been wronged in certain areas certain situations but we have we can't expect to just be compensated for being black absolutely we we have absolutely. To I fully body. agree with that we have to that do is our part. fully agree that yeah we have to do our part we have there. to we now, have now, to now the other thing that i saw is what's going on with the xenophobia in south africa it, it bothered me to see uh, Mozambican immigrants being attacked. When I when I, when I I know a little bit about the history of Mozambique being an ally to the ANC, training troops in, in the yeah. in Mozambique, and then it's like people forget. They attack these people, brutalize them. I saw a group called Operation Dudula. Dudula, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Five 5 million uh, immigrants in in South Africa, 3 million of which are supposedly legal. That means there's 2 million illegal immigrants, and they're being targeted with violence. I saw a guy's ear was cut off. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not there, so I don't know if that happened because he stole something or because he's an immigrant, but the images that are being shown, they're, they're not good. So yeah, let me if I
1: can just take your yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, interrupt you. you My boy, say so I was, was going to take you into confidence on that one. I think it's um, it's once again an unfortunate situation. Um, and it's it's unacceptable, completely, completely unacceptable. Um, and what and you know I think from, uh, I always say there are three. Three issues we have in this country that are holding us back from from prospering. Three, three major issues. Number three, um, and then what will get South Africa to um, boiling point, number three would be issues of racism, um, purely just the, the white on black racism as per the history of apartheid, etc. Uh, number two would be um, tribalism, um, black on black issues. So people from different parts of the country that have issues um, with each other for whatever reason. Um, and the first would be, um, the xenophobia issue, uh, because, uh, whether people like it or not, there's, there's a, there's a huge number of, of immigrants, more, more especially illegal immigrants in South Africa. So I was born in, 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 in Mozambique. I was born in Maputo. I was born in exile. So I've lived in Mozambique. Um, I've lived in Zimbabwe. I lived in Harare. Um, I've spent a little bit of time in Zambia, in Osaka before moving um, into South Africa, um, not, you know, it wasn't my choice, but before the family moved here um, in, in the early to mid nineties. Um, and when I look at it, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at it from multiple angles <laughs> and it's, 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 it's unfortunate that there, there is this, this hate for, for um, foreigners in, in our country. Um, it's unfortunate that people, resort to violence in dealing with these issues and you'll find it it mainly stems from uh, the one thing would be um, the jobs markets opportunities with people and that those it's not what I'm saying these are uh, this is what a lot of South Africans would say is no these people are coming in these people meaning um, um, uh, immigrants from Africa you know, foreign nationals coming into um, to South Africa to take our jobs and and um, Whatever else that they'll be saying, but you know, people are quickly are quick to ignore the the the, the other immigrants um, would, that would be from Pakistan, India, um, uh, Western Europe, um, some from Eastern Europe. You know, it's okay if it's <laughs> an immigrant from I'm not going to mention um, country names because people think I'm targeting them, but you know, um, from our our white counterparts. So they less numbers, of course, but you know that that element is completely. Ignored. I'm raising this as a point to say our people are very selective when it comes to um, their their protest actions. Uh, actions um, our people meaning South African people. Uh, the other point is, you'll find um, a lot of the foreigners that occupy our space are doing well for themselves. Um, they're undocumented, but they own a lot of the, the stores. So the the decentralized stores are not the big um, um, retail stores. Um, you know the the ones that are within the neighbourhoods selling, you know the the small goods, um, you know places that are within a walking distance from from your home. You know you'd find that these people are from certain parts, and it was a certain African demographic that fits this space. So they you'll find that they get attacked first. But now the the, the question that's that, that that I always raise is okay, um, these people were not here many years ago, fifteen years ago. Some of them will arrive five years ago and they're running shops. In the deepest rural areas, who was running stores before um, these guys came? There was it any of the people from from the the the, the said community? Um, and you find people are not industrious enough in South Africa. So I'm saying we need to step our game up because that wouldn't be an argument, there wouldn't be an issue if our so called own people were running these stores, but they're not. Because I can guarantee you, if every foreigner shuts down their store and is part of a chain. Of stores because they're all interlinked. Um, they all um, um, have buying power because of the collective um, buying capacity that they have. They understand that game. Where some of our people don't understand that game. If I own a store, then I'm worried about my store and and and, and what I buy my goods for, as opposed to saying, okay, no, there's another ten or fifteen stores. How do we group together? And how do we go and 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 buy as a group to get discounts and 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 and. Uh, so if those owners of those stores had to disappear. We'll have massive problems in our communities. People will try and argue this point, but 100 because our people, our people are not industrious enough. We need to get to a point where we are ready to take those risks. We're ready to be that uncool guy sitting in a hot little shop selling little packets of of of, of sweets and 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 um, whatever um, beverages in the store. People are not willing to do that because it's not the cool thing to do. It is a very you know people look down and. You know, um, but now when someone else fills that gap and does it, it once in a while becomes a problem because you're like, hey, actually, you taking up our space and you taking up our and it's like, no, guys, can we just can we just move away from that point? Because that's that's a mood point. It's 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 a non-existent point. So um, the issues of of, of xenophobia, um, as much as we all travel, we've been to different parts of the world. Um, you'll never find me trying to come to the US without <laughs> my paperwork in check. Because I know the treatment I'm going to get, and that goes for United Arab Emirates, it goes for um, Kenya, it goes for Malawi, it goes for you know, as much as you may be in someone else's country, just have your paperwork in in, in order. And that's what that's what I'm 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 saying. Look, if you are an undocumented um, immigrant, you know, sort your paperwork out, but it's not going to be sorted out by you sitting in some some place in in South Africa. You know, go back to your place of origin. Get your paperwork in, in order and then you're more than welcome to 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 come back because this is not a free-for-all. And it should never be a free-for-all. Just like it's not a free-for-all in the very same countries that everyone comes from, because we've traveled to 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 these countries and we understand by the time we step off that plane, you better have your <laughs> your story in check. You know, so that's that's all we, we request from 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 our brothers and sisters.
0: That's fair enough. Uh recently there were some military exercises with South Africa. Russia, China. Um, Given the current climate in the world, we have issues with the United States and China over Taiwan, over in the China Sea, and then there's the Ukrainian war, which in reality is a proxy war between the West and Russia. Um, Do you think Timing of that military exercise may have been poor, and leaving it open to be interpreted as a provocation of some sort.
1: Yeah, so um, I've actually followed uh, followed um, some of your commentary on on especially the Ukrainian Russian war and just your views on it, which which are quite interesting, and I appreciate your views. Um, when it comes to the military the joint military exercises uh, between Russia, China, and South Africa that have been happening off our coast here in in, in Durban. Uh, I'm in Durban, by the way. So we've been hearing on occasion, you know, some fighter, some fighter jets, you know, screaming um, through our skies along the coast. Um, we're seeing a lot of military vehicles being transported up and down our highways. Um, South Africa fits into a global space, and I think it's one of the few countries, um, definitely the only con- the only African country that finds itself in quite an interesting space when it comes to the balance of global forces. You know, we, we sit, you know, we've been an active member of the African Union, we've been a leader, we've chaired the African Union before we were leading the SADEC region, South African um, development and um, Developmental, um, sorry, Southern African Developmental Countries. Um, and then we also form part of the United Nations. Uh, we're a member of um, the G20, so the G20 group of companies. Um, we invited guests at times uh, on the G7. Um, but then we also form part of BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. So there's um, a complexity um, between the, the East and the West. You know, we find ourselves in historic um, issues that we obviously, uh, we know about, we are well-versed on but how does South Africa fit into um, the, the global trend and how the world is developing without being left behind, uh, which we appreciate um, our, our um, predecessors and leaders that have gotten us to this point. But the the joint military actions, I mean, that's the countries that um, South Africa has been um, doing these exercises with are BRICS um, member states. Um, so from a point of view of cooperation and um, just... Um, aligning because I mean, these relationships are not just economic. Um, it is, that's, it's, it's uh, geopolitical when it comes to the politics of the day, um, military cooperation and that sort of thing. So we understand, um, the need to, to stay, um, abreast of, of, of cutting edge, um, training regimens and technologies, which I am hoping and I'm assuming this is what, well, what it's about. You know, we never get the clearest message. Um, as we said, government does not, is not the best communicator when it comes to to to, to these sorts of things. Um, but the one thing I can say is it's interesting to see. Um, but more importantly, uh, we have a whole host of issues that we should be dealing with. And I think uh, a military cooperation, from a South African perspective, at least, um, I don't see, um, maybe someone else incorrect me, but I don't see any ex- external threats when it comes to um, um, uh, military action, um, from a South African perspective, um,
0: Okay, we got to get the audio right again.
1: Oh, no, sir, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Okay,
0: good, good, good. My apologies, I'm
1: not sure what happened there. Yeah. Me it's
0: okay, because we'll just edit it out. But you were explaining the the complexity of bricks, and it sounded like you didn't really think the military operation exercise was necessary. That's what it sounded like. I don't. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah.
1: So, um, uh, where the the point I was at was saying that we definitely we have got, in my view, we got more serious issues internally in South Africa. So I feel like our threats, um, existential threats in South Africa will be from an internal perspective at this moment. I don't think we we have any imminent um, um external or foreign um, issues from a threat perspective. Um, where we should be, you know, uh, doing these exercises. But if it's for training, um, if it's for understanding each other's um, technology and getting to a point where everyone is oppressed with the situation, then it's all good. Um, but, you know, I, I honestly believe where we're at right now, we've got we've got um, more serious issues internally in our country than um, issues of military nature.
0: For well, for myself, when I, when I look at the former Soviet Union and, and now Russia, their relationship with countries that were at odds with the West, it seemed like it never worked out. And I'm not biased in one way or the other, so I would be curious as to why someone would line up with, with a power that has repeatedly failed in the face of Western aggression Western hegemonic ambitions, if you will. Um, Syria is right now where uh, Russia is, you know, fortifying Syria, but they have troops, ISIS, foreign uh, soldiers, rebels. So to me, as I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not a world leader, but I'm looking at these people, and I'm like, when have you ever helped anyone win? You've helped, uh, you've helped them with arms, but they always seem to be on the losing side, whether it be uh, Patrice Lumumba or a list of others. They just never seem to win. So I would be cautious of lining up with, with them. Now, the next thing I want to ask is, what is the role of China in Africa? Because we hear different things. And I'm very, you know, I'm always open to things being other than how... How they're presented because there's a lot of spin in media, and yeah. in South Africa, are the Chinese good for the economy or not?
1: Uh, so, the historically, there's been there's obviously an, 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 a long-standing relationship with uh, between China, you know, South Africa, and China, and any foreign investment, any any foreign interest in South Africa, that will be beneficial. To South Africa and South Africans um, is welcome, and you know that that includes China. I think they've got some some very um, interesting ways in doing things, interesting technologies. Um, they definitely have um, you know capability and 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 and, and um, deep pockets when it comes to um, FDI's. So where we're at in 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 our history in South Africa. Our main issue is attracting foreign investment and, and how we place ourselves and, and how we, 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 we do the um, the profiling to to the rest of the world. So once again, when it comes to historically dealing with um, our Western counterparts, um, whether it be the likes of um, the, 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 the Germans or Germany, should I say, um, um, the, the England, the United Kingdom as a whole, um, the United States; um, these are uh, these are have been um, these have been countries that have taken a keen interest, not just in South Africa, but a lot of African states. Um, you know, they've, they've met with their criticism, obviously. Um, China's come in; um, they are being very aggressive when it comes to their investment, which is a good thing. We've seen Turkey doing the same thing in Africa specifically. But what it boils down to is as South Africa, and, and you know this is what I thought. I'd urge our, our our African counterparts as well is um, we've had issues with Western countries coming into South Af- into into Africa and South Africa, you know, um, making great profits and 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 leaving. Um, you know, this is a situation. Uh, you know, we should not find ourselves in ever again, um, even if it's with the likes of China and everyone and anyone else. These are people that we respect. These are people that we want to work with. South Africa has to take benefit. We cannot be um, the the, um, the 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 drinking hole for everybody. Um, you know that's where we find ourselves in most times. So we also need to take a look and say, okay, if we have um, Chinese interest coming in now, you know, how, we, how is South Africa benefiting from it? Um, whether it be in the mining space, manufacturing, um, um, uh, technology, whatever, whatever it is that 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 is that is on the go as opposed to decisions and deals that would have gotten into as, as South Africa incorporated over a period of time with our, our uh, Western counterparts. So we hear stories, um, we, we see experiences of China investing in in Africa. We have our experiences of, of, of Chinese investing in South Africa. And from my side, um, I've only come across from a South African perspective. I can only speak about what I've seen here. Um, some very um, positive um engagements, positive stories, um, some good investments um, and then you know some some um, um, rapid development when it comes to to some of the the areas of, of expertise that they've they've brought in. Um, have they had a red carpet? I, I don't believe so. Um, as a matter of fact, I think it's it's contrary, especially in South Africa because South Africa's quite got quite an interesting dynamic when it comes to to investment and just, the the, 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 um, the framework um, that that has been drawn up in this country and you know who can come in who cannot come in it's very very mature um, and very very um, uh, very complex. Chinese interest in South Africa is always welcome um but it cannot be like anyone else and and then like uh, most situations we've had in in our history where people are just coming. And taking and leaving—that's that's not going to be um, accepted. And if that's the case, then you know, um, you know, people will not be welcome to come and 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 apply their trade yet. If it's if it's um, the, uh, the, the converse to that, then you know, they're more than welcome. And I'm sure it's a converse because they've been here. Um, like I said, there's been some some interesting investments that they've made, some positive investments, and you know, I hope it stays that way. So I don't have any, any, any. I'm not harboring any resentment towards the, the the Chinese element. I'm not harboring any resentment towards the Western element, whether it be um, uh, US interests, um, UK interests, uh, and, and 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 others. Just African solutions for African problems. You know, we are, we, you know, we we are tired of being passengers and on this journey. Um, we've got the capabilities. We've got the know-how. We've got the people. Um, we we will reach those deliverables, and so we do want to partner up, but we do not want to be the little brother in, in every in every situation. And we do understand um, what comes with investment. We understand that he who brings who puts the money on the table calls the shots. We understand that, um, but you know, there's got to be some benefit for our people in South Africa. There's going to be benefit for for the growth um, and the future of, of of this country as well. It can't just be um, a situation where it's Yes sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes sir. And that's yeah.
0: Look, last but not least, Duduzani, uh, your political future and aspirations. What what's in the future for you? Because I'm listening to you talk and I'm reading between the lines, I'm listening.
1: Come on, Curtis. You
0: sound like a veteran. That's all I can no, say. No, no. You're, you're they're very <laughs> polished. Uh, <laughs> so, what, 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 what does the future hold for you?
1: Uh, uh, Curtis, I think, like myself, there are a lot of not just South African, but um, young Africans that should take active, that should make um, an active participation in the political space. You know, a lot of people shy away from it because, and obviously, um, you know, the, Age all saying it's that politics is a dirty game and we, we understand that and we get what it comes with the criticisms and, and, and and the treatment. Um, but if we as young Africans do not take interest in, in building our countries, um, from, from the front line, then we, 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 you know, we're all wasting our time. I always say that, um, in Africa, politics has been seen. And they try and paint this picture of it being an old man and an old woman's game. And I think that's the biggest load of bollocks. Um, young people need to get involved in this space. I'm, I'm 40 years old now, so I, I don't have much time. I don't want to be that 60, 70-year-old still active in the political space. I've got a good 10, 12 years in, 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 in my being, um, however that goes you know, to contribute to the future generations of this country. So politically, um, I've become more active. Um, I got plans. uh, 2024 national elections, um, uh, national general elections, which is next year. Um, I've said this over the past two years, and people have taken it the way they wanted to take it. But um, I'll be running for the office of the presidency of of South Africa in next year's elections, Um, and we're going to get that W. I have no doubt about it, Um, and. The reason why I'm positive is that people need to understand that um, it's a game of stats. It's a game of of trends, and that trajectory is based on on, on the trends. Um, If we look at where South Africa is now, um, there is a young, hungry, um, vibrant, um, disappointed um, youth, and that energy needs to be channeled. Because if we do not uh, channel that uh, energy correctly, then these joint military operations, we're going to need them sooner than we think to come and deal with our internal issues. Because South Africa is at a tipping point. Um, a lot of people like to, to to ignore it. I mean, there's a lot that's happened. Um, we find ourselves at the precipice of of either um, shining bright and taking it to the next level, or failing dismally and becoming another um, another black mark in, in, in history. And I'm super optimistic about where we're going. Um, That's why I'm involving myself. And I think there are a lot of people that would love to involve themselves, but have been afraid because of the issues and the the pressure that comes with that. And I'm saying, you know, we're here. Um, We've got this. We've got broad shoulders. Um, We we may be young, but we experienced enough. And, you know, just my final point, I always make fun of um, politicians in this country that, um, um, and even some business people, that will say, you know, now you guys are too young, um, relax, wait until you gain enough experience. And I'm like, hold on one second. If you look at a lot of you guys, and I'm speaking about ruling party um, uh, members who are of the highest level, if you go back to 94, by the time they took over national and provincial governments and as well as municipalities, the majority of them were in their late 30s to late 40s besides the generation of the, the Nelson Mandela's and the Walter C Sulus. Um you look at that that my father, he was he's eighty years old now. Um, you know, thirty years ago, he would have been close to fifty, you know. Um you look at that that the former Secretary General of, of the political party, and I mean he was uh, well respected and still is and, and, and revered. Um he is, if I'm not mistaken, he is sixty. So he would have been, um, 30 years ago would have been in his, would have been 30, mm-hmm. in his early 30s, let's call it. So I say to them guys, I think that's the biggest load of absolute cow manure, um, purely because where we're at now, um, at our age, we are definitely far more superior in our thinking as in relation to where we're at today, not historically. that They were superior in their thinking at that time. Um, and we're definitely more experienced. So if you look at, um, the, the, um, if you if you average out the person that's got experience um, at this age in the private sector, I mean, you take a bunch of these young, capable, bright minds, um, experience or inexperienced, and you plug them into where we're at. Where, uh, my apologies, and you plug them into where we're at today. Uh, I firmly believe that we can do a far, far greater um, justice to society than they will be able to do as they as they as
0: they stand today. Um, I, I'm yeah. all for the young blood, man. New blood, fresh blood, fresh ideas uh, that, that you guys would be closer to the issues and the pulse of the people. I think a lot of times older older people, they lose sight of that. And they're kind of sure. stuck with what were the issues of their time. And the issues have a way of changing subtly. And I think younger people—not too young, but forty is about right. You, you, you know, you got a little, you got, you got some wisdom from the older set, and you got your sure. finger on the pulse with the younger set. So, man, I, I wish you the best. I wish you uh, much success in your political ambitions.
1: Thank so, you I, very I much, I sir. Wish,
0: and I wish South Africa the best. All right.
1: Yeah, and and Curtis, and we need we need to work on uh, on getting you um hopefully we can do this I, interview out i, plan on coming.
0: I plan please on do.
1: Coming. um I no do. no we we need to make that happen in this within this 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 year within the next few months um it would be great to have you out here i'm, I'm extending an invite so please i okay. i hope that you, you you honor it um worst case scenario um i'll definitely catch you catch you on on your side in in, in the us for sure. but this has been an honor and a pleasure okay. and thank um you th- thank, you, so thank you very much for your insights we we follow we follow you your, your your teachings um, we follow you <laughs> your your information dissemination and um highly impressive and and um I'm I'm honored to be on, on this platform and thank you very much for this opportunity sir oh man that, thank
0: damn. you very much thank All you right. have a good day
1: sir thank you very much sir All thank right. you